Okay. All right. And welcome to this special series of Real Estate Fight Club. And this is called What Would You Do? It airs every Wednesday where we discuss professional ethics and committee and, you know, professional standards. standards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on this committee. Professional (laughs) standards and ethics committee violations. And joining me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Real Estate. Hey, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I mean, apparently I can't talk today, but other than that, I'm good. How are you? We'll make it. We're good. Good. We'll make this work. Perfect. So today we were actually going to do something a little bit different and talk about article three of the code of ethics, right? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about article three, but in a slightly different format than we normally do. So normally Mm -hmm. we'd talk about the article and then read through a case study that's provided through the National Association and then talk about what we might do. Um, But because Article 3 covers unauthorized access, which is what we're going to talk about today, um, because it's kind of a straightforward, cut and dry question, did you enter or did you not at the time you were scheduled, um, there's really not a whole lot of case studies. There's always gray areas. (laughs) No, this one, there is not a gray area, Jen, for the love of God. (laughs) I don't want to know. La, la, la. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about the article, uh, Article 3, and ways you can violate, ways you can find yourself in violation of Article 3. And then what you can do, yes. And then ways to prevent yourself from being caught in a pickle and being violated. I feel like we're back in real estate school where they tell you everything you can do to not go to quote unquote realtor jail. Realtor jail, right. Today we're going to keep you out of realtor jail. Okay. Because the fines for this have been increased. So a first violation for this can be up to $2,500. That's so it's no small change. uh, Yeah. All right. Let's hear What does article three exactly say? So, so article three in the code of ethics states realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate, right, does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. So, and again, this, this is where this falls. The standard of practice 3-8 and 3-9 are the two that relate to access and showings. Okay. So standard of practice 3-8 says realtors shall not misrepresent the availability of access to show or inspect oh a listed God. property. And then 3-9 is realtors shall not provide access to listed property on terms other than those established by the owner or listing broker. Okay. And if people want to read this, you can actually, um, I'll download it and it'll be at jennifermertland.com slash vault, V-A-U-L-T, if you want to like read it. Okay. Right. So this is interesting. So they shall not so, misrepresent the availability of access to show or ins- that's okay. Go ahead. So my so eyes started twitching. Eight, right. <laughs> <laughs> so 3-8 says you can't put a property essentially on the MLS and say, hey, I'm, I'm avail- this property is available, but now I'm going to tell you, you can't show it. So you can't misrepresent the availability of access to show or, or get into a property for an inspection. But like I can see where, okay, devil's advocate so, here. Yes. So sometimes it, because we get in trouble, I get in trouble with the RMLS all the time because mm-hmm. it's like, is available. flyer? I mean, you know, I f- here's my <laughs> philosophy. If you're not getting in trouble at least once a day, you're not like pushing the envelope. And I believe we should just push the envelope anyway. Oh, Lord. So- Lord help us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't like rules. But I know you don't. I know. That's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're the rule, the rule follower. Okay. Right. So here's the thing. Sometimes they want it to be available all the time. 
but it's just not always possible. Right. And so it's like, especially in today's market where it's 12 billion buyers for every one house, sometimes sellers, they want it more open house style. And that is in their best interest. It's not in their best interest to have it open like all the time, but see our MLS, and I don't know if yours is the same, but ours doesn't like open house style and that, and it's like, but that's what the seller wants. I'm not just like making it up. I mean, well, although it would be point, a good strategy. It's an right, option. wouldn't it? Yeah. So you could, you can set up, I mean, I don't know if you guys use showing time at all where you're at. Yeah, we do. So, so our market uses showing time. So you could, in theory, open up a, a block of time, you know, on a, on a random Thursday afternoon or a Thursday and say between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., anybody can go in there. So you can change the settings on showing time to either have it be allowed to be shown in spe- specific blocks of time where there's no overlapping appointments or right. just say, hey, it's open. Anybody. Any, you, there's a notice that'll come up that says this listing allows overlapping showings. That's it. You put a warning out and say, hey, yeah. maybe there was somebody else. But I think they have, they must have some restriction though on, like you said, your example was 10 to six, that's eight hours. What I'm talking right. about is like, when it's really only like noon to three. Right. And then we, we are seeing some of that here too, just because otherwise, if a seller puts a house on the market on a Friday, chances are they really probably just need to go out of town for the weekend in order right. to maintain their sanity. Otherwise, they're going to be kicked out from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. Friday, right. Saturday, and Sunday. Right. So we are seeing some of that. But, but I, do you think that limiting it, if they don't want to go out of town and limiting it is, do you see that as like any type of violation with this article? No, because the seller is the one setting the rules. So as long as the seller is the okay. one setting the rules. But if you, you are, are as an rules, agent, and it is the best interest of the seller to use this as like a tactic to create an auction effect, is it then a violation? As long as you are not misrepresenting the the price of the property, um, which is some, that's a whole nother story that maybe we should say for another episode too, because when you start with something as an auction style, and a property, the market value, the true market value of a property is 400,000, but you listed at 200,000 as auction style, that's a problem. But what if you don't list it as auction style? It's worth 400,000. You put it on the market for 400. I mean, right. right you know, a lot of times right. you, you may get offers, you're going to get offers above asking. That's not Absolutely. misrepresenting the price. It's just like, no, that's not what it is. Okay. That's exactly what it is. So, so you're so saying that it- the seller as long as the seller is the one that's setting these, setting the timeframes, you're not doing it on their behalf without having that conversation. Got it. And again, because of the market, the way it is now, I'm putting a lot more stuff in writing and just saying, Hey, I'm going to send you an email, just email back and say, you know, agreed, no problem. Acknowledge that in some way, shape or form or sign here. That we I mean, that's a good idea. How we're going to do this. That's because why you're never somebody in coming back later. Right. Yeah. And I'm always in I trouble. Don't want- <laughs> I don't want somebody coming back later saying, Hey, I couldn't get into your house for a showing because for whatever reason. No, that makes sense. Okay. And and the biggest problem with this article is that we have agents that are scheduling appointments uh, and showing up and in completely different windows of time than their scheduled appointment. And we're seeing it more now because if I go, for instance, to look at a, 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 a new property that just came on the market today and I want to show it tomorrow everything's going to be blacked out already because this market is what it is. Right. So somebody will, will, an agent will schedule a showing for, for 7 PM tomorrow night, because that's the only available slot, but show up at noon. Right. Because that they, that's the time that they wanted to get in. And the only time they could schedule is for 7 PM. Okay. Or (laughs) or showing up without an appointment altogether. Right. (laughs) 
You okay. are a frequent flyer, aren't you? <laughs> well, I just think here's, okay. Like, I think it needs to pass some type of logic test, right? So like in your example, you put in on a house on the market, you go to schedule it, it's all filled up, but they are allowing overlapping showings, right? But right. some, but they put it at like half hour increments or something like that, right? Or 15 minute increments, which I think is absolutely bonkers when you're trying to schedule nine showings on a Saturday afternoon. Yes. And you have to be able to know that you're going to get there within this 15 minute time frame. I mean, it's impossible. It's, impossible. it's, it's impossible. impossible. And that's, that's the point, right? It's impossible. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, maybe you're seeing like one other property. And so this one's not available in until like 8.30 at night. The other one's available at 8.30 in the morning or two in the so afternoon or whatever. My last, this has been my last five weekends. And yeah, I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm pulling my hair out. <laughs> so then what I do, and this is maybe. Oh Lord, just everyone plug your ears. <laughs> plug your ears, don't turn me in. But like, so I try to call the agent, right? Like, hey, I went ahead and scheduled it for seven, but here's the deal. We have one that down the street that we're showing at noon. We'd like to make a decision by noon 30. Right? right. So it's like, can I, can I, I know you're allowing overlapping showings, but they, they're not re ever responding, man. Right. So then I started being like telling them that. And then it's like leaving the voicemail, sending a text and being like, if this is a problem, let me know. Right. Okay. No, but I never get a call back. Right. And you're right. Well, and that is, I, I have been dealing with a lot of that same stuff over the last mm -hmm. several weekends because they've been showing properties in a, in a, a suburb of Chicago that is one of the hottest in the country right now. Yeah. And you know, every single well, wait weekend, till the winter, once right, those people writing, experience winter, they'll all be moving out. Right. They're all moving out, but I mean, <laughs> right. we're, we're writing offers and we're one of 37. On a yeah. I mean, and, and this, is a, this is a great buyer. So, so I figured we can kind of talk about the couple of different ways you can put yourself in a position to be violating Article Three. Right. And and in our um, in our board here, and I believe this is pretty standard across the board. Um, yeah, I we think have it's a NAR. Right. It's 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 an NAR policy um, for this code of ethics here, but we also have a citation panel or a citation uh, you can get without going through a full hearing. So annoying. So things like cita citations can be issued for things that are much more cut and dry. I had a, an appointment at noon, the lockbox showed I entered at three. You submit that information, it's pretty clear you don't need to go through a whole hearing to determine right. whether or not that's true. Right. Same thing goes for uh, marketing pieces. Did you claim that you're the number one realtor in town when you can't use the word realtor? Did you claim that you know you are- um, you know, And you're not you're number the, one. You're, <laughs> exactly, right. Well, maybe you're, you're number, number one, one and you're- you you're number one in your household. Or, or you, you placed an ad and did a marketing piece somewhere and you didn't recognize, didn't acknowledge your company, your brokerage name. Yeah. You, you, somebody will submit that. It's, it's a non-issue. Did you right. do it? Yes or no. Okay. So this is one of those things that falls under the citation panel. And sometimes if the agent is served with the citation, they can say, hey, I'm waiving my, my, I'm waiving my right to a hearing if, if they in fact wanted one and I'll just pay the fine. Or no, I think I need to explain what happened here and I want a hearing. And you then get a discount if you just pay the fine, like a traffic ticket, which I also um, get a lot of. <laughs> no, not necessarily. So if you can, if, if you have a, a citation issued against you and you decide to just pay it, you pay it. So say it's, say it's $2,500. Mm -hmm. Now say you say, no, I, I don't want to pay the citation. I want a full hearing. Yeah. You, you risk going to that hearing and having that fine be higher than $2,500. But if you just pay it, then you, you don't, you it doesn't cut it. down to like 2200 No, no, it does not. It's 20 But here's the thing. You did that. You went in at noon when you're supposed to go at seven, but because you did that, you actually got the offer and your commission was seven grand. Is it worth it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's something only you can decide. <laughs>
because, <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the, the ways you can put yourself in a position to violate article three would be again, scheduling an appointment to show a home okay. and, and, and showing it up at the wrong time. You schedule the appointment from three to four and you show up at four fifteen. Okay. Even if you're 15 minutes out of that, you have authorization to be in that property from three to 4 PM. So annoying. Okay. If you show up at four Oh five, you no longer have authorization to be there. Uh, it, but the time is when you show up, correct? It's no. not like you have to be out at that time. No. Oh, boo. so the, right. Yes. So the, that, that's where it gets to be a challenge because again, if you're showing nine properties, trying to stay within that window, there's not even hour. nine properties anyway, but yes, I get the <laughs> right. point. You get stuck in traffic and the one property you're going to show. And the one, right. And the one you're trying right. to see, and like I said, usually an hour is sufficient. Um, if I find myself, I'm, I'm going to, if I'm scheduling from three to four and I'm going to be there after four, I'll just shoot the agent a text and say, Hey, we're still here. Right. Usually that's not the issue. Nobody complains when you show up between your time frame and you're there looking at it for longer because usually that's a good sign. Right. So you don't get the complaints really for that. Um, but technically you have authorization to be in that house for that time that you schedule. Okay. Um, another way you can violate it is scheduling. Uh, an agent will request a schedule, a showing to schedule schedules. I can't talk today either. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. An agent will schedule an appointment to show the home, but will send another agent or an assistant in their place. But in so, some places that's allowed. Like in, in one of my states, um, in Kentucky, we are allowed to have an unlicensed person show the home. Now they also make it very hard because most of those are electronic lock boxes and the unlicensed people don't have access. So it doesn't really happen, right. but it is yeah. allowed. But now can you schedule under a different person's name or does they that schedule under my name, but they can show it. And that's okay there. Yes. But it's okay. not okay in Ohio. Okay. See, so, so yeah. And I would say that most of the States are going to be that. I agree. Way. I think most yes. of them are not okay. Yeah. Be right. Because if you now think about it from the, from the flip side, if I'm a homeowner and I have somebody showing up between three and 4 PM and Rachel real schedules that appointment, but Eric Jones shows up and he's a six foot four dude. And they're expecting a female. How do they know that that's the person that's supposed to be? They don't usually know who it is, though. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It depends on how your showing time is set up. So if you okay. have a seller that says, hey, I want to know who's going to be in my house, then you can set it up that way. Oh. But again, you know, it's whoever has the authorization to be there is the one who should be in the, in the house. Um, okay. Yes. I hate all so, these rules. Blow it up. I know, I know you do. I know you do. Um, so those are your, those are your big things. Um, okay. if, if it's conducted by an agent who didn't schedule it and it's conducted anytime outside of the scheduled time frame, it's a violation of article three. Okay. Well, I need a break. You <laughs> <laughs> need to process all of that. It's too many <laughs> rules that the problem is, is like, it's sometimes these, I think these rules are like, I can see how they would make sense at the time of, do, you know, making the rules, but like with anything, there's always like the other side of the issue, right? There is. I think we look at this one as in, in the, like I said, to the, the fine for this has gone up to $2,500. It used to be, I believe a thousand and they increased mm -hmm. it to 2,500 because of the fact that so many people are violating it. Yeah. And I think the biggest concern and the biggest worry about this with NAR and the reason they've changed this throughout the country in most of these states is because we're, this involves the public. So the public, the homeowner is giving us access to their house mm -hmm. and we're not respecting what they're getting, you know, the time and the rules that they've set for that access. Uh, you I also mean, have a lot of, not really. you, well, and you, you've also got situations where homeowners are carrying guns. More than normal. So if you get shot, I mean, it's your fault. Well, if, if, if you schedule that appointment from three to four and you show up at 4.30, 
they're not expecting you at 4.30. Right. And if you walk in the front door in the wrong house, I'm just saying it could, I feel like could that's be a, a different it could podcast. Be a small problem. Yeah. Small problem. Well, let's take a quick break. Let's hear a word from our partners. And then what are we going to talk about when we come back? When we come back, we will talk about ways to keep yourself out of real estate jail with regard to Article 3. <laughs> Number one rule, don't listen to Jen. Number number two rule, listen to Rachel. Got it. All right. So I do want to thank our partners, which Vulcan 7 is the system that I use um, to make cold calls. I love cold calling and also circle prospecting. So they are a unicorn. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland and you will receive two weeks for only $49. We are also sponsored by our very own Ghost Poster, which is Monica Weekly's company. And she does, um, what she does for you is send you social media postings that you can just post every day. That's actually how we got started on our social media stuff. Um, So you can go to mycoachmonica.com and enter bike club and get $50 off. So we love our sponsors, of course, our favorite businesses. So let's get back to the show, Rachel, and tell us how to not get in trouble. Number one, don't listen to Jen. Yes. <laughs> Number one. No, I, I think the biggest way to keep yourself or the, the best way to keep yourself out of, out of a pickle when it comes to this is communication. And we talk about that all you know, the time. On, a, on a very regular basis. Yes. So what I have started doing, and it seems to be working out relatively well is so for instance, these last several weekends, it's been a lot of showings, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine in a day. And again, some of these houses are, are giving me a 15 minute window. Some yeah. are giving me an hour. I'll get halfway through scheduling and realize that the one that I had at the end now needs to be at the front. Right. Uh, Annoying. So I do the best I can to get that all, all set up. But then what I've been doing is reaching out via email to all of the, all of the agents, the listing agents of the properties I'm showing. Okay. My email will say? say something to the effect that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be showing your house tomorrow. I've got a confirmed showing scheduled for, for 10, to, 10 to 11 a.m. tomorrow. 10 we to 10.05 tomorrow. 10 to 10.05. <laughs> so, so for instance, let's say this one is 12 to 12.15 p.m. Okay. You're, ha- you're halfway through the route. You know, I understand things are really crazy right now. I appreciate you approving the appointment. We're seeing you're one of nine homes we're seeing tomorrow. In the event we arrive slightly outside of our scheduled window, are you okay with me continuing to go ahead and show the property? Nice. So long as I don't step on the toes of somebody who's already showing it. Perfect. Please let me know if I would okay. send that email to schedule it for seven, go at noon. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 99% of the time I'll get a response back that says, Hey, no problem. Right. You know, if somebody's showing it, just wait your turn. No problem. No Thank problem. You so much. Then I don't have to, I keep that. It's in writing. I keep well, that and it's the so spirit of the rule, up, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I understand. I, I understand. I only have authorization from 12 to 12 15, but, but as you know, this market is ridiculous right. and, and I could get hung up. It's a very small window. Are you okay with me going outside of now? That? What if you don't hear back from them? Then like I have outside. to be in there within that time frame. And what if, if I can't? don't hear back, if I'm, if I'm a stop ahead or two stops ahead and I realize we are not going to make that time yeah. frame, in between those, those showings, I'm shooting a text and or a call if I don't hear back and say, hey, you know what? We're running a little bit late. Are you okay with us going in? And what if, if they I don't can't call get a hold back? of it, then I'm stuck. Well, that's why I've been leaving the message. Like, let me know if it's a problem. I'm running late because then it's like, I feel like, and we've talked about this on a podcast too. What is considered notice? Like, I feel like then I've like put you on notice and I know that you've got the next 12 hours blocked out 
for showings because I couldn't get in. So I'm figuring as long as we're in between people, we're fine because you can tell a difference when it's a showing and when the sellers have blocked it out, like in showing time. Most of the time you can, because there's some kind of restriction in there somewhere. And these new listings, when they come up, you, you pretty much figure the first two or three days on the market, it's back to back wall to wall showing. Right. Exactly. But that's why, you know, like, so if I'm, I'm scheduling stuff for Sunday right now, um, I'll send those emails out today. Yeah. Because for the most part in two days, I'm going to get a response. I mean, God, God willing. Right. Right. And, and yeah. that's, and, and they're usually very appreciative of just the communication. In general. Yeah. Most so, people are. Exactly. You just have to communicate because yeah. again, if you walk into a house where that seller is home and they're not expecting you, mm-hmm. you know, you can find yourself in a real jam. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to be shot. I don't know about you. Well, you can't even um, have a gun in Chicago, but I guess that's more of a political debate. You can have, you can have concealed carry here. Oh, you can? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. And I, you know, and it's funny because several years ago I had a home inspection and we were there at the right time at the scheduled time. We had approval from the agent, everything. We walked in, we're about a half hour into the, sh- into the inspection. The homeowner who we later found out had a serious drug problem and weapons in the house came stumbling out of the bedroom oh. and was dead asleep and came down and wondered who was in his kitchen. Nice. So immediately we all walked out the front door because yeah. we didn't want to have any, any, anything go awry. I called the agent and I said, you know, this is the situation. Can right. you please reach your client and just Let smooth things them. over so that we're, we're good. So that nothing's yeah. going to happen here. Um, it was a nasty divorce, probably for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't want to be a part of that. No, anyway. definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, all right. Well, thank you for bursting my bubble today. It's very right. exciting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and, and these are all things that are violations of the code of ethics. You also have right. central lock violations, which are completely separate than the code of ethics. Okay. So central lock violations can be any of the following. Uh, maintain, you have to maintain your, your central card in a, in a secure place. Now they're that, doing away with the actual the electronic thing. The electronic. Well, that's it, right. It looks like a credit card. Oh, we don't have that. Okay. So, and they're doing away with those. They're phasing those out and they're going just to the mobile app. But okay. in place of failing to maintain the card in a secure place, it'll be failing to put a, a password on your phone to be able to get to that act, to get to that to that uh, mobile app. Um, you can't attach the pin to your central card. Okay. I've been in hearings where where an agent put a post-it note with the pin on the central card and left it on her desk okay. so that any assistant could come and grab it and go show anything they wanted. So that's also a problem. Okay, um, giving your central card to another person, providing access to the app to someone else. Or, or requesting a one-day code, which we can do here too for agents that are out of the area that don't have central lock access, we can issue a one-day code and assign it to a person. If somebody oh. else shows up to show that property or if they give it to a buyer who walks in and decides to go to the pantry, oh. get the bag of Doritos and park themselves on the couch, that is also a problem. Yeah, that sounds like a problem. Yes. So central lock violations can be about $5,000 and a first-time violation for um, violation of standard of practice 3-9 is 2,500. Yeah, that's a lot. So, well, I guess, like yes. I said, it depends on your commission and if you won the deal or not, you know, if it's worth mm-hmm. the risk. Well, and you got to look at what the other things that you're going to be subject to maybe having to complete too. So we just sat on a panel uh, where this was a person who had done it before, mm-hmm. was back in for the second time, mm-hmm. and the, we, the, the fine had been increased. There was multiple sessions of continuing education and letters of warning and reprimand put in the file. So these are things that, you know, it's not just the fee of 2500 bucks. Right. It, it's, it's, it ends up being more than that. It's your time. 
it's the the record of your, of your business if you if you move boards so you're not yeah. even standing at that point boo well buzzkill rachel if people That's would like right. to get a hold of you <laughs> You can text me at 630-542-8688. Awesome. Well, thanks again. It's a pleasure as always. You got it. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) See you, Rachel.